Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dark down for a while Hi, I'm Jackie Cation. You are about to listen to the dark forest Let's give you the info about it First of all, you know the websites dorkforest.com, thedorkforest.com, if you like a determiner, jackiecation.com, has everything. All my podcasts, including uh, videos of my stand-up, my stand-up schedule, merchandise you can purchase if you would like, and a lot more info than you possibly even need. Let's do the credits. Mike Rickberg sang and produced and composed that song at the beginning of the show. He sang with his wife, Sarah. It's very beautiful. At the end of the program, he sings his version of the Mexican hat dance. That's Mike Rickberg. Vilmos fixes JackieCation.com. He is uh, the web designer over there. And Patrick Brady fixes the audio. And in this case, there's a video intro. Very exciting. Anyway, those are the websites. If you want to support the show, you're doing it already by listening to it or watching it. And Another way is to tell your friends and family, go on iTunes, do a review. Another way is to just give me money. Yeah. You could go use the donate button. You can make it even monthly if you're okay with making things monthly. You do a PayPal monthly. There's a monthly choice on PayPal. The PayPal is a button on the Jackie Cation or the Dork Forest website, and it goes directly to me. Thank you very much. I will use it wisely or foolishly. Your call as well. Now. My email address, Jackie at JackieCation.com, is where you can contact me if you have any questions or concerns and about the Dork Forest. And I do have a Venmo account. It's Jackie-Cation, oddly enough. Another way to support the show is on DorkForest.com and JackieCation.com. There's an Amazon link. And the Amazon link just takes you to Amazon. You order like normal, and it supports the show because you came from JackieCation or DorkForest.com. Very exciting. Other than that, oh, there are, there is a band camp. You can, if you have listened to all the episodes that are free and you need more content, there are several live episodes that are at thedorkforest.bandcamp.com. And those cost me a couple of bucks, so I charge a couple of bucks. There's also a storytelling album there that you can listen to some stories that I did live. And there are 17 free episodes before the Dork Forest was pre-recorded. So the audio isn't very good, but the guests were super funny and fun and dorky. So if you want to do that, go to thedorkforest.bandcamp.com. Other than that, let's see if there are other things that I should be talking about. Possibly uh, the merch. Yeah, if you want to buy merch. The only other thing I want to talk about is the merch. You can get Dork Forest t-shirts. Uh, and you can get stand-up comedy t-shirts. You can get my albums or my DVD over at JackieCation.com slash merch. There's pins. There's a challenge coin. There's a bunch of new things happening over there. Anyway, a lot of information. I think, I don't think I've missed anything, but who cares? Let's get into the show. Hey, it's me, Jackie Cation. Uh, you're in your home, Maria Bamford, and I'm in my home. Yes! Hello, friend. Hello, how are you? I'm okay. It's good to see your punum. As the Jews yes. say, uh, it's such a good word. You're my uh, beshert. Um, that's my loved one. Oh, is it? 
It is a mitzvah. It is a blessing. I want to know. Uh, we're just going to dork out. It's Marie Bamford. Uh, look in the links. Uh, you have a new special. It's on everywhere. Weaknesses, the brand. Oh, I'll put it in the notes. Yeah, anyway, sure. so, uh, but what I want to know is what are you watching on Netflix? Because it was ridiculous and awesome. Well, I, uh, I, this one is in Netflix. I think it's on Amazon Prime. It's called uh, Debt, Till Debt Do Us Part. Till <laughs> Debt Do Us Part. It is, it's a Canadian television series uh, starring uh, the Jamaican Irish star. Uh, Fiction? She, De- Gail Vaz Oxlade. So fantastic. I follow her on uh, Twitter. She's a very progressive lady who has a thing or two to say about a thing or two. And it's got <laughs> season seven. Seven seasons. I've watched all seven seasons. Um, and what she does is she talks, talks to people who say, oh my God, we're, we fucked up. And then she brings five jelly jars over and she has everybody live on cash for a month and that's hilarious and then they have like three things one thing you know three things they have to do like one thing is like oh how about if they're if their clutter is like hey how about you take everything out of the house that uh, you have used within a year and have a yard sale and then the second thing they have like usually some romantic thing where they do something for free that's okay. romantic like hey you know those old pizza rolls you still have in your freezer why don't you those warm those up for your honey as she wears uh, something sexy once it was a hockey uniform she wore a hockey uniform that was uh, telling and then uh, then at the end of the month they go hey I think we can live like this we don't have to order out food every meal and oh. uh, maybe I don't need to have four cars. Right. right. Um, it's so good. So it is, oh, it's like one of those oh, intervention shows. Kind of, but everyone's Canadian. So everyone's <laughs> very pleasant about it and very uh, like a, a grateful and only once did it go poorly. Oh. And Yes, once in seven seasons, Jackie. How many That's episodes per season do we know? Is it 14? Uh, is it 22? Is it 113? 13 episodes per season. Oh my um, god, that's that's over that's almost 100 episodes. One bad yeah, one bad season. One bad one and it was I I could see, you know what? I just think the the people who signed up for it, they were grandparents who were taking care of their grandkids and there was like, oh my god, some crazy it was like a history of alcoholism in the family that was going on for years. And then the, the mom wasn't taking care of the kids more because I think she had a drug and alcohol problem. So they were trying to make up for the love lost with stuff right, for the kids. And which is all great. But if you're not down to change, I mean, it's just like any intervention. Yeah. Yeah. That's not going to work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nobody's going to change unless... They're really done, and uh, most people aren't done. I'm never done. No, uh, I just had I just had fried chicken and steak. Lateral move. Uh, That's where my addictions go. It goes with the <laughs> I, I do what the football people used to call a lateral, and uh, I just pass the ball off to some other bullshit. Um, yeah, that is interesting. So in the end, they were like, "No, this didn't work. We're not doing this." Oh, they got mad. They got mad. They said. Uh, we're not going to do any of the stuff, and they just didn't do any of this stuff. Oh, and then the, here's the thing: 
at the end, when you've done all the stuff that she asks you to do, and some of it's intense, yeah. sometimes there's some element of, like, you stand out with a plastic bucket with a sign on your uh, shirt that says, uh, we uh, we uh, outspent uh, what, what, what we earned. <gasps> Ask us how much debt we're in <laughs> at your local community center. Oh, and my then God. You, yeah. So... <laughs> Some, some of it's intense. But, again, Canadians. So everybody's down, and they're like, nah, that kind of blew. And then they're they're on board. And, oh, but, yes, yeah, so if you do all the things, she gives you five grand to pay down your debt. And oh. that's nice. And So the older um, couple didn't get the 5K because they didn't try. They, they sure did not. And that was very interesting that the older people were like, no, thank you. We want a motorboat now. <laughs> We're going to um, just get a boat for these kids who are living. Um, wow. So are they living above their means? Is that the whole thing? Yes. Uh, for example, I'm just going to read one of the things. Uh, is it a favorite? It's not. It, it is every not single one's a favorite. What, what, oh, every single one is so deeply <laughs> interesting. Uh, I am, of course, in a 12-step program regarding money. So these are so delightful. Mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. So this story, because it's not about the money. It's never about the money. Okay. It's about the fact that somebody's afraid about something and they're fucking up in a different way. You know, it's just like, yeah, switching things around. So, okay, here's one. Episode 10, season four. Paula and Jermaine. Between Paula and Jermaine, they earn 100000 a year. While their toddler son is babysat, Paula and Jermaine fill the hole left by his absence with shopping. So people are just, they're, yeah, they, they have, uh, you know, don't, are having bad relationships with each other or they've stopped connecting right. or they're scared of looking into, into each other's eyeballs or people don't want to, like, what was one? Oh, my other favorite show, which also deals with the same type of stuff, but like, it's always something else. It has nothing to do with the money. Right. So let me um, ask, so they, they've got the kid in childcare. And they're super sad about that child, that the kid's not yeah. around, to be the buffer that the two of these people clearly need with each other. Um, that they're like, well, I'm going to spend $250 on a pair of pants or something. Yes, or their kid. Oh, or, or the kid. Um, or the kid, yeah, something, um, yeah, so. Uh, what are some of the cool yeah. things that they've purchased that I might wish to purchase? Because I'm thinking about uh, getting into debt. Well, he, uh, you know, I think it's dependent. Like sometimes people, and sometimes it's a situation of under earning where somebody goes, oh, yeah, I don't really have, I'm a contractor, but I don't want to do it all the time. You know, it's like, well, you got to earn, like she said something where she goes, well, you got to earn this much money a day. So why don't you try that? Right. By just putting up signs around the neighborhood. Oh. And then the guy or person, you know, the woman is always just like, Oh yeah, that worked. I got a bunch of work. I totally, I totally relate with that. Like I'm always just like I'm afraid. Have you thought of applying for a job, Maria? Oh my no. god. No, no. Um, so yeah, it's, it's 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 all common sense stuff. But it, it that's what's so pleasurable about it is because like I don't have any common sense. Uh, I would just like I would like to buy forty dollar pairs of panties and sure. Um, You'll be happy to know that I forgot to rec- start recording, and we're uh, ten minutes in. But here's the thing: uh, oh no, you recorded, <laughs> and I recorded. 
So we're just oh, going to okay. use that. Oh, yeah, okay, we are. Great. It's going to be great. great. Yeah. That sounds perfect. Because yes. I don't need you to explain oh the five jelly jars again. again. I can't do it yeah, yeah. again. No, no. But what I, I do want do you to do is tell me what are the five jelly jars? What, uh, uh, what are each of them? For the basics, so uh, there's like... Rent? Shelter. Okay. Well, like she sets up a budget, um, which I'm not totally a fan of that word. People, I like, I prefer spending plan, <laughs> uh, where you have a... Unless it's like diet as opposed oh. to uh, like eating plan. Hey, I, yeah, I'm not gonna, yeah, eating plan. Like, like for me, I was bulimic. So, like, I, my main, you know, whatever, abstinence is just not binge, purge, or go on any diets. Okay. That's it. Like, it's not like I have three meals a day, nothing in between. Every piece of salmon is the size of a deck of cards. <laughs> and I have, uh, if I put my two hands together, that's a vegetable. Like, I just, I can't do it. Right. I can't do it anymore. So, right. like, keeping it simple. Right. So, she sets up the thing where she'll go, okay, what's your mortgage? And then the jelly jars will be all, like, uh, cash expendables. So, like, uh, clothing, uh, food house repair um let me see uh oh, okay so somebody, so shelter simple, food food uh house repair the like, oh. uh cl yeah clothing entertainment okay and gifts or something like there's sometimes she does different right uh, oh, it depends on sort of what their spending uh history is or what their income yeah. is yeah totally it totally depends on is everybody. she nice the lady is she also she's Canadian? Super nice, and she's very excited when something sexual happens. <laughs> like if they make love sometime during the, like you can tell that they got it on right. since she's been there. Like she'll be like, oh, <laughs> she's in another room, and she's like, they're making sweet, sweet love in the other room. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I would love that kind of sort of the. I think something sexual is happening in the rest of this house. So she's really nice and sort of supportive. She's, she's lovely, although she will not suffer fools. Like, for example, there was one spouse who had this belief sure. that as a spouse, your other spouse should treat you like a royal. Let's just say it was a princess for the purposes of the storytelling. Mm. Like a princess, so she, she needed the following things in order to feel like um, she was loved, which totally get it. Uh, everybody has ways that they feel loved, but then I think yeah, Disney has was, a lot to answer for. Disney's got a lot yeah. to answer for. <laughs> so the problem is, yeah, her husband couldn't couldn't make that much money, and so she was pissed all the time. Oh. And they were getting into debt and uh, had a car they couldn't afford and a home they couldn't afford. So then she got a little pissed at her and was like, hey, jackass, uh, you're working your husband to death. Yeah. Uh, but then people fight back. People fight back and go, no, I'm not. He loves it. And then and what does um, he say? I've, I've then, actually met that guy. The guy that's been <laughs> yeah. forced into like buying a bigger and bigger house for his princess wife. And yeah. um, I haven't seen it as much with, oh, no, that's not true. There was a woman mm -hmm. who I went to open mic with, meant a thousand years ago in Minneapolis, and she, um, her, she had the better job, but she also wanted to do stand up, and then she cheated on that guy, and he worked really? at the Sunglass Hut, and um, 
So it was, he was trying to uh, make a lot of money so that she would be, um, sh- she would like him. They were high school sweethearts. And, um, and so, and she worked at Sears. She had a real good job at Sears selling stuff. And then he worked at the Sunglass Hut. They both worked on commission. She was a better salesperson, but he was busting his, his butt to, to sort of give her stuff that she wanted. And then hmm. she wasn't, she was, she was a true jackass, but I've also, yeah, so I've seen, it, it go, and it goes the other way. There's some dudes out there who are like, but I want this. I want to have my, cause that's a story too, where the guy was like, I can't give up my truck. And you're like, well, your kids uh, don't have clothes. <laughs> right. So that's weird. But yeah, that's so weird. There's plenty of guys with a pinky ring, uh, <laughs> wandering around. <laughs> Oh, oh, I, that is Elliot Cation, uh, yes, who, yes. who was providing uh, the basics and then would get a pinky ring for himself. Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah, which treat yourself nice. But yeah, some, some guy, yeah. It no can, go, can go, either go either way. The, the other way. It can go either, either way. way. Yes. That is, that is true. I was trying to f- find an example of a dude living off the tea to the world. And um, it wasn't coming as easily as the women I know who have busted some balls. So well, it's too bad. And also, I think, at least I don't know. I love equal examples. Yeah, but I think guys don't talk about it as much. Like, they might tell their wife, I get to have this. Right. But they might not say that in public, um, whereas women are more the, I don't know the gold digger, socialized. Right. We've seen we've seen the gold digger in, in film and, and song and movies too many times. Uh so we we've seen it more and we recognize it more. But there are a lot of dudes who are like, I need my bass boat, I need my motorcycle, and I need my truck. You can have the rest of the money. And you're like, but yeah. those each of those things cost forty maybe. grand. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Or I'm gonna spend half my on my paycheck on buying drinks for the whole uh, oh, bar on yeah, Friday, yeah. which is what Scott, that's what Scott's dad did, Boo. which I left, which means there's apples for dinner. <laughs> Thanks, Bruce. Bruce, um, you dropped the ball, buddy. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, you, your kids um, got to have underwear. Anyway, go. But I, yeah, so this is all, it's so beautiful, these shows. It's again, and I love the Canadian part of it because nothing gets really mean or dramatic. Another show. Yes, please. Um, it's a Canadian cleaning show. Uh, you got to get that name? Uh, yeah, I just got to get it. It's um cleaning TV show. Oh, it's a Canadian cleaning uh, show? Oh, where oh, they come yes. in and they help you sort of... Uh, sort of fix your home and stuff? It Yes, it is... Uh, okay, now, hold on. No, I'm not tidying up. No. <laughs> Um, so good. Anyways, I bet you there's a uh, bunch, with, though. Because there's well, that Marie yeah, Kondo lady who makes you throw away all your stuff. Yeah, and she's she makes it sound spiritual. Like like you're somehow, uh, I don't know, like a... Connecting with... You're disconnected from your friends or... Um, okay, so how clean is your house? That's one. one. But the one I watched was... Um, Ah, shit. Anyways, it was so good. It was so, what is it? It's same woman. Same woman. Oh, same uh, woman. Same woman. She's done a lot of cleaning house shows. Um, She, what she does 
is she surprises the person's, of course, uh, nominated. She shows up with her gay friend. Oh. And who she, the whole premise or the ongoing joke is that she's trying to seduce her gay friend. And he's like, no. And so funny. And the cleaning, it's not depressing. I mean, there's been a few houses, like maybe there's a problem with pet, pet. Uh, hoarding or something or, yeah but but no 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 it is not hoarding okay it's only like you guys come on get it to it's like just there's four kids everybody can you know swab something down every <laughs> once in a while and she just tells you like oh just a little spot of vinegar and water and um okay uh, which is cheap yeah, super cheap everything's cheap uh she taught me how to i washed all my own windows uh after watching her show oh and which is perfectly easy and satisfying. Yeah, and, I'm looking out a window yeah. right now that could use to be washed. Interesting. Oh, what did oh, she do? God. So easy. You and you get a squeegee, like one of those um the rubber thing. I think it's about ten bucks at a hardware store, yeah. which is what I got. And then you go done. My uh, it's like living out a Ramada <laughs> right now at my house. <laughs> These windows are so clean. Oh, that is nice. And so you did the outside? Wait, is that what the squeegee's for? Is the outside? Uh, outside and inside. You can do it both sides oh, interesting. Uh, with the squeegee. Um, but well, her name's Kim Woodburn. Okay. That's Canadian now, the name. That yeah. The, she is, I watched like five seasons of this other show that she did with the gay guy. Then there's another one called How Clean Is Your House? Where it's two British ladies. But now that I know this exists... Guess what I'm going to be watching, <laughs> okay. and um, and what's great about it is it is all about again like it's not about the cleaning; it's about the weird family relationships. How like the yeah. kids are kind of disconnected, and the or somebody just died, or like it has nothing to do with right. Like everybody knows how to clean; it's just that they everyone's feeling bad. Which you, I can totally relate to. There's a through line with a lot of these shows. They're sort of makeover shows that you watch that all have that. You're like, 90 Day Fiance, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. But you're interested in sort of the individuals that are that are taking part in the, the social experiment, I think. The beauty of 90 Day Fiance is <laughs> how people are trying. Like, they're just trying and 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 it's so embarrassing i think any kind of relationship whether it's friendship or my parent like my parents i I feel like i let them down all the time and like it's just it's just embarrassing and um so it's i just really appreciate that show where it's like yeah he said he'd take you shopping for clothes the fact that he took you shopping at goodwill Maybe that isn't what you wanted, right. but guess what? He did take you shopping. Right. <laughs> uh, this one guy, it's just gal, she came over from the Dominican Republic, and I think the guy kind of played it up saying, I'm going to treat you, you know, right, and get you, you know, let's go shopping, and I'll get you a phone. And he got her a flip phone. Okay. And he took her to Goodwill. Okay. And and those are, those, those are valid. He did say, he did say what it, and I almost feel like, that's something I admire in a dude. Like, do not live beyond your means. I, I Like, when Scott pulled up in his 92 Saturn, I was like, is it paid off? Like, that's all I care about. I remember like, <laughs> you, when you met him and you were like, I was impressed. It was just a normal car. It was just an old car that ran 
And it was fine. And you're like... It was relatively safe. Because you had you had been dating those guys who had those fancy cars. Or a couple of guys had... A couple of guys had fancy cars. And one guy was so mad about money all the time. And I'm like, hey, why don't you sell this fucking car, weirdo? <laughs> like, like, right, right. Why, why are you so mad at your ex-wife about money? Uh, why don't you, just, you know, yeah, barter those shoes for food. <laughs> and uh, stop yeah. being so mad all the time. Yeah. It's, uh, I, um, yesterday I watched five hours of television, which I haven't done since I was in my thirties and, um, yeah, it's been a long time. So, uh, but it was, but I, I haven't, I like, I like all of these, like the Canadian shows and the, and the, I, what I'm watching right now is an Australian series and a New Zealand series and they're both murder mysteries, but they are, um, the, the Australian one is called Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries, and it's set... Yes, I, I, I checked that one out, yes. And that one, uh, you get sort of the history of Melbourne. Melbourne. And, and you, get the, you get the history, and she, every, every week she meets a new downtrodden kind of person. Uh, sometimes it's oh. uh, child labor, other times it's the communists, other times it's the unions, another time it was, um, there, there was an interracial couple from the United States. There's all kinds of, all kinds of things were happening, and just watch two episodes in season two. This is also, but it was, it was two seasons were free on Amazon Prime when I started watching it. In the, almost the end of the first season, they were like, oh, we should be charging for this. And now it's Acorn TV when I'm, and I'm on my first free month. So, um. We're also on Acorn. Are you doing Acorn? We just joined Acorn about two weeks ago. It is treating us nice. Yeah, and the other one was Broken Wood or something like that. New Zealand um, murder mystery set modern day. And um, that we watched the winery one, episode two and three, I believe, of season one. (laughs) And and what I did was I, I went to the internet and I said, I would like a Bones NCIS level um, murder mystery. I don't. I don't like Law and Order because it can get too too sad and too graphic, especially the SVU. And um, so, but these ones super light. There's still crimes that are being solved, <laughs> uh, but it's more expensive for hire. It's more of a Rockford file kind of situation. But they are also kind of Canadian, but not New Zealand and Australia. Okay. Okay. I love yeah, the Commonwealth. Yeah. Oh God. I I love to hear a different accent, partially because I don't think about oh I could have gotten that job or shouldn't I have tried to make a TV show like that, like yeah. I know, which is ridiculous. But that that's exactly what I think. I go. There's no way I could have been in a Norwegian noir. <laughs> I can't learn Norwegian this late in the game. Right. You're not. You don't have enough A's with some umlauts <laughs> over your name. It's not going to happen for you. Um, and they're always really well done. The other thing I uh, watched two episodes of last night was a thing on Netflix that's a Japanese made for Netflix about a detective oh. called Gaija Haji. Shame. Duty and shame is what it's called, and it's in Japanese, except for that half of it takes place in Tokyo and half of it takes place in London. So a little bit of subtitles, but but also a lot in English. Okay, that's, that's uh, Scott's been getting me to watch older stuff like The Seven Samurai. Oh yeah, uh, that old yeah, movie, which I had never, yeah, I had never watched that before. It's it is over three hours long, so I can't say I watched 
all of it. Fair enough. It's uh, I've all, we we've owned the Lawrence of Arabia for low these fifteen years, and every time I go to put it in, Andy's like, "You got to see it in the theater the first time." And I'm like, oh, well, then I don't have to watch it now. Uh, yeah, no, that's never going to happen. <laughs> okay, here's the show that I've watched two seasons of. Uh, Kim, Kim's Rude Awakenings. She wakes up the household at 7 a.m. and she tells them, you're all a bunch of pigs. But it's hilarious <laughs> because she's just a hilarious British lady. And then the Canadian guy, who I believe is a gay man, um, fights off her advances while they talk about what needs to happen and to cl- clean the house. And they have tea while they're talking about it. Oh, interesting. So, um, and each episode is named after a family. So it'll be like the Edwards family or the Tetraalt family or the Galea family. And you've seen, and, and there's two seasons of that? Oh, two seasons. Yeah, I mean, it's not enough. <laughs> it's not enough. I prefer a seven season. Yeah, if I'm in, I'm in. Yeah, you want to watch it all. It's uh, yeah. what's your d- d- is a re- read me a description of one of the episodes and tell me okay. what that looks like. Rude there Awakening. That's such a great name. The Black Family, mm-hmm. though, and it doesn't say, oh, oh, no, there's no synopsis on <gasps> That'll this. Happen. I need to contribute to the page. <laughs> contribute to the page, Maria. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so is it all over England? Is that what they're doing? Are they all over no, the no, UK? No, it's Canada. Oh, yeah, it's Canada. Again Canada. Well, also Canada. No, I'm only in for the Canadians. I don't need to see the British. Okay. Uh, uh, although I do love the Brit. I do love British series. I'm watching. Uh, we watched Raised by Wolves, which was written by Caitlin Moran and her sister. Is that fiction? Uh, yes, fiction. So good. Okay. It is like you know what it's like. It's like. That show that you like, where it was fast talking sister and and or mother and daughter. Oh, that, show. Uh, the modern moonlighting. It was called Gilmore Girls. Yes, it is exactly like that, except um, probably a little bit uh, more foul and slightly more erudite uh, about different references to English literature. What's that one called? And it is called Raised by Wolves. I Very good. We'll look into that. Thank you. <laughs> Sure, sure. If if it's anything like um, the the fast talking Gilmore Girls, I might enjoy it. Um, I did watch the first episode of Moonlighting not long ago. I know you said that that it held up. It held up. Weird, right? That's great. I know. Who knew? I mean, Who knew? You hope. I, mean, I wonder if like the people in the seventeen hundreds said, "Oh, I hope this poem this this epic." Four, 40 chapter poem I write wrote is gonna kind of last. I, like people are. Did Chaucer know? Did this. Chaucer know when he was <laughs> writing those fart jokes? Did Balzac say to himself, "This poop joke is gonna be timeless"? Gargantua yeah, yeah, and yeah. Gruel. and uh, is it gonna? Is it? Yeah, it will. Because bodily functions are always gonna be funny. People so do lo- yes, people love love that. So I love that. Have you ever seen any of those survival kind of shows where where they go out in the woods and they got to live? Not a fan. Not a fan. I, I've been camping. Uh, <laughs> it's uncomfortable. Uh, there's also a sense of that, like, where somebody's superior to you who's camping with you, who's like, uh, <laughs> if you want to put the tent fly over the, uh, because that will be far more waterproof. Like, that's what those shows are to me, is, like, my dad just yelling at me. <laughs> well, I guess that's the way you're going to build a fire, you know, that's 
see how that works out for you. Oh, God. You are correct. Um, I will say that I saw one where the guy humped his own camera and everything, so there was no cameraman to hand him a sandwich. It was what? It was called Survivor, and he would go, he would be dropped off. And oh, I thought you meant by humping the camera. I thought you meant sexually assaulting the camera. Right, that's because we do stand up. Uh, you were like, so "Is there sorry. somebody humping a, a a stool?" No, there is not. <laughs> this guy, he essentially packed his own. So he was genuinely by himself, and he okay. was in the desert one time. And um, a friend of Andy's, who um, she's uh, she's a nurse. She lives here. She's always lived here, but she came. Um, she came from Mexico and goes to back to Mexico to visit family a lot. And it's in the desert. And so she was watching one of those episodes and she's like, you know, he keeps catching scorpions and eating them. He's surrounded by yucca plants. He could just make a salad. What is happening? <laughs> yeah. So there's that too. Cause sometimes they're con- a little, does it feel like they're kind of contrived where, I mean, because they're reality shows. Well, I yeah, I've been on a reality show. I was on Worst Cooks Celebrity Edition. Ha 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 ha! And it was brutal in a way I didn't think it was going to be hard. And then uh, there were weird things like that I wouldn't have guessed. Like they wouldn't let us eat our own food. Or bring it, bring it back to your loved one after you'd ate it. That's weird. Like they said, throw it in the trash. Yeah, I was like, you think I'm going to leak the ending to this? <laughs> like, and then she made you break. I'm putting out pictures of my creme brulee. Um, I'm willing to eat this. Why? Is it just that, it, that it's edible? That I, they were all mad it was, that it was actually edible? No, I think it's a control thing where they go, oh, the, yeah, they don't want the storyline leaked. So I guess my husband could post, you know, oh, Maria made hash and and she <laughs> she wasn't she wasn't terrible at it. And so I don't think she'll be eliminated. I just yeah, it that, seemed ridiculous. That does seem contrived. But like, you know how like they, they take like if she if Kim goes in and mm-hmm. wakes everyone up and it's yes. a rude awakening. But then, yes. but then they shoot a thousand hours, and then they turn it into a narrative. It's mm. the way they edit the shows can make it either nice or mean. Oh yes, yes for sure. Like I, I, I was so grateful. They gave me a choice on the food competition show. They said, "Hey, do you want to go home?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yes, I do." And uh, yeah, so then I, I got to fake a. Uh, throw the fight and then um it was so great because i guess because otherwise like to really lose in real time yeah you know like in it would would have been i think a few more days because i'm just (laughs) competent enough right uh to and competitive enough that i try to keep it together for a couple more days and at least Beat out Oscar Nunez. I was going to ask, what did Oscar Nunez make that was so bad or so good? Do you remember any of his meals? Um, he did. I mean, all this stuff. Everybody did a great job. I mean, everybody uh, is a professional person who can try. Yes. You know, so it's not like it's not like uh, what are these hands for? Like everybody. Uh, yeah, nobody's trying to even be entertaining about it because I think. Especially if you're put on as a entertainer, as a celebrity, you don't want to look like a total dolt. Like, right? Because what if, what if I am handed a 
dance routine at the last minute for a Broadway musical. I don't want anyone to think I, I can't follow directions. <laughs> and so, um, so like, yeah, you do it. I mean, yeah, I, I yeah, I, I think everyone did a great job. I mean, I ate everything everybody cooked. I thought it was right. good. So I'm, because I, I was thinking about the Great British Bake Off and how those the yes. first five seasons were kind of nicer because of those two the, those two women comics. Yes, and yes. what I heard, I heard like a <clears throat> this was an it's anecdotal, so I don't know if it's true, but I heard that whenever any of the bakers would start to cry or something, they would mm-hmm. start shouting obscenities so that it couldn't air. Oh, that's nice. They would just sit like someone would start tearing up, and they're like, "Fucking cunts! Oh my god, are you cunting? Fucking crying because that?" Uh, yeah, and then they're yeah. like, "Well, we can't air that." It's like, "Oh, that's too bad that you can't air this person having a meltdown." And uh, it was yeah, yeah. As opposed to the new people, who I don't mind them, but they're a little bit. I think they've been directed to sort of get in their way a little bit, and so they're not. It's not as nice, you know. Well, it's hard not to cry when you're tired, and everyone keeps telling you that (laughs) you're not good at something, or yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I almost started to cry. Uh, the lady, the blonde, spiky hair lady on the show, like, kept coming around. And that's her job, is to be kind of like a sassy, like, she's the bad cop. Yeah. And <laughs> and then, yeah, she was kind of, like, making fun of me that I had a tremor. And I was like, hey, listen, um, yeah, it's not... Hey, shitbag. Hey, yeah. shitbag. I didn't... Then, but then she took it, she took it down a notch. I think because she realized uh, that people, I think, told her, hey, she... She has that tremor. She comes by it honestly. <laughs> uh, but, but but also I'm not I'm not very good under pressure. I'm terrible under pressure. Like I like to have rehearsed and know things uh, days in advance and then work on them for years. You do then enjoy present it. them. You love to a rehearsal. loving, adoring public. <laughs> Who carries you want, off the stage? Yeah. I don't wanna yeah, these last minute yeah, I don't want to test my my metal. Yes, uh, the technical. Before. Yeah, you're not. Yeah. You're like don't throw don't throw a technical at me. Here's oh, so here, here, here's my reality show. What was the first one that you watched that was emotionally resonating? Like, what are some of the older shows that you were like, well, this is this is what I want to watch. I want to sit here and see someone go through some shit, but but and it works or it doesn't work, but they gave it a shot. You know, sort of like 90 Day Fiance and, and um, there there were a bunch of relationship ones. I do, uh, yeah. Married at First Sight, though that's not very old, but that was a very good one because they had therapists on it. And I was like, right on. That was super nice. Oh. Um, but. Um, married at First Sight. Did they have people. to marry? Like, yeah, they had to get married. But and they were cho- their spouses was chosen uh, by a group of professionals, like, uh, you know, based on what they said they wanted and who they were, what they were like. And I think a a bunch of people are still, still married. Um, but who knows? Right. So they had actual therapists come in and go, so you guys are going to get married, but we're going to help you sort of speed up the process of getting to know each other. yeah, helping each other out, like in terms of like if if you have disagreements or lifestyle changes or all, all those things, and uh, and everybody was in New York's New York area, so that was a. I like the idea one. of a therapy show. 
Uh, yes, and yet, and yet the problematic part of that is one of the greatest things about therapy is that it is completely private. <laughs> and, Fair you know, enough. So, like, when they did the celebrity rehab, it's like, oh, no, no, no. Like, that's the least helpful you can do thing you can do is give people a ton of attention while getting... Trying to get sober yeah, or get off meth or whatever they're... Care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teens... Well, like providing health care. Yes. And that's why I took away Dr. Drew's MD. Excellent. Well, and there's that one where you lose weight, too. That one wasn't particularly helpful either, right? The 600-pound oh. loser? Oh, this is a part life. Oh, 600 pound life. Now, see, I, I kind of appreciate that one. Okay. Just because there, there's just no fucking resources out there for anybody beyond TV. You know, so <laughs> if... There, I swear to God, like, I just feel like if this is the one of the only ways people can get help and um, get someone to check in on them, because it's something okay. where it's like to make a massive change like that, you know, it's just like any addiction. But I would say food is even worse. Like, it's just so um, and, and because it's not only the physical addiction, but emotional and then the the body dysmorphia like all that stuff is so it, it see it just feels like I, I, everybody should be able to be inpatient or something you know in a hospital for months instead of so at least that like tv show sort of gives people an idea of what resources are out there or or the yeah, narrative or that you could the narrative and that it's not just about um it's not just about being on a diet, you know, which yeah. is like they have to keep to this fucking thing so they can lose enough weight so they can get on the um, so they can have the surgery done, uh. which can. But I mean, even again, it's not about it. It's, not right. like it's never about the food. Right. And it's never about the because like I, I've known plenty of people who've gotten the stomach thing done mm-hmm. and then you blow it out with eating mm-hmm. because uh your body can do that yay right Bye. right your body is like no if you want to overeat we'll figure out a life yeah, finds no, a way jeff goldblum life finds a way yes. yes but so i i really appreciated also i think people are uh, very um brave because our society is so like People are kind of okay with drug and alcoholism on some level in terms of the rock star equivalent of it. But to be morbidly obese in our society is really a tough, it's just super tough. Like right. people say to you stuff to you all the time Yeah, uh, that's really awful. And and so I, I, I appreciate that show as at least some fucking help. Like, right. It, it, at least it lets people know that they're not alone. And um and to hear any narrative at all that just is like, well, these are things you can do, I suppose, or these are things you can try to do. Um, and it's really hard. Like, even it once acknowledges people, that. Yeah. 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 And that even once people, whatever, get to the goal thing, all of the emotional stuff of the reasons, you know, you know, all of us do act out addictively is still there. Like, I, I, you know, I, <laughs> it turns out, Oh, the person inside me is the problem. It's not <laughs> my body, right? Uh, right. That's keeping me from right. It's my everything. thinking. It's not. It's not the actual drug or alcohol or or food or it's it's trying to try, trying to let go of whatever whatever sort of I don't know what the addiction. I don't I don't know how to define addiction. 
Because there's ways that they define it, right? As a thinking disease, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think everybody, and some people don't even believe in addiction. Like, they just go, oh, it's just a personal weakness or something you can solve with. You know, there's all sorts of philosophies of what what that process is. But I think, uh, yeah, I think think it can be processed. I mean, it's like habit. You know, process addiction, and then it just depends on whether it gets bad enough that you want to kill yourself. Right. <laughs> uh. Yes, and I, but I do think that, um, like drugs, uh, alcoholism, and drug abuse have sort of been more accepted as actual addictions, and they're not as shaming as food stuff for sure. Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 No, people are are real assholes. About, uh... <laughs> people are real assholes. But here's, I was gonna. Did you ever see that one? I think it's ongoing where people switch spouses and then you have to go raise somebody else's I, kids for a week. Yes. Remember that one? I have seen that one. That, I I really liked it. Had it seemed like they had chosen to do it or like the, like they were happy. Like it just, sometimes it seemed like the production of it was more about the salaciousness of it uh. than it was about a learning, like an experiment or learning from each other. Like I was like, of course the progressive Libby liberal commies who play Dungeons and Dragons as a family, <laughs> it's going to be weird with the redneck sports loving, uh, you know, Dodge Ram owning people. Dad or like, whatever. But, yeah. But if they're sort of interested in switching like that's that's fun but it seemed like it just seemed like more like either people were paid right a lot or or it looked it did look more contrived i remember when i first saw it i was like is it are they gonna have to have sex with the other people's spouses that was the only thing that drew me in because sometimes i'm a simple woman of the people and i want to (laughs) know that someone's been romantically forced to fall in love with another family Oh my god, write that romance novel. That is is the the romance novel that uh, I... Two bigamist families all fell in love with each other. 14 wives and another 15 wives. That ruins the the, the bunk bed situation. Do you remember uh, Bill Dwyer had that joke about, um, about Mormons, the fringe of the Mormons that still have multiple wives? And he's like, who wants that many? Well, like, you're going to get a 13th wife? You're like, this is going to ruin the, the bunk bed situation. Anyway, yeah. it was a very funny throwaway line that I always enjoyed. Oh my God, I, I have watched uh, Sister Wives, oh. which that is just, you know what that show is like? It's like just watching paperwork. It's like <laughs> them negotiating the minute details of what each person wants <laughs> in the house. Yeah. Like, are you, you must be getting a lot of poontang because this fucking sucks. And you love paperwork. So it's- I love, I certainly do. I was just like, but like right now, what's going on in the show is they're, they're building a new house and everyone wants a different thing in the house. Some people don't even want to move into the house. What? And they're all, it's all women who are getting mad amongst each other uh. and Oh, it just looks exhausting. <laughs> it really, yeah, yeah. It sounds like a terrible idea. Um, yeah. But what are you going to, I mean, I, do you ever watch any of those uh, Fix Up a House shows? Yes. I Sometimes. Don't, 
I get mad. I feel like they're just, I mean, they do feel like porn, like, or just it feels like, it also feels like I wish they would do, or this is my pitch, of course, for a reality show. If anyone's listening, (laughs) five bucks. We got five bucks. I come to your house. I do what I can. With five bucks? Uh, Within an hour. (laughs) I'm not saying I'm going to help you. Maybe I, I damp with a wet washcloth the inside of your silverware drawer and put the stuff back in. But was that any good? Do you feel a sense of relief then? Because, like, I just don't believe it that when people go, oh, I got the back flat splash I wanted and I and that those fixtures are just perfect. Like, I just go, you guys, I don't know. I just don't believe that it affects anyone's level of happiness right. over time. Right. Um, I will say this is that uh, Jennifer McLean, when I lived with our friend Jennifer McLean back in the late 90s, um, we would occasionally, we had a 99 cents only store right by our house, uh, where our apartment where we lived, and we were both yeah. pretty broke. And I was like, I sometimes, uh, she said, sometimes, I forget who said it, but she was, she had the greatest answer to like sort of therapy shopping. Mm. She was like, sometimes I just need to go spend a couple of bucks, and the 99 cents only store is perfect. It really is. Because it's everything's a buck. Sense. It's the sense of gathering that we need as squirrels. <laughs> gathering something up that is, uh, you know, to bring back to the nest. Mm-hmm. And then you've done it. So, yeah, you could do it and get it done at For Goodwill. Less or, than five or bucks. Dollar store, yeah. And I remember I also, like, I brought home, like, um, some sort of, I don't know what, I was like, I, I what they had, they had just started introducing food into the 99 cents only store. And I said, oh, I yes. will never buy food at the 99 cents only store. <laughs> and Jennifer McLean said to me, everything in our pantry is from the 99 cents store. You've already <laughs> been eating things from the 99 cents store. <laughs> and I was like, well, not the eggs. And she's like, no, no, the eggs are sweating. So no, because they had bad refrigeration those first couple of years. Oh. <laughs> it was gross. But uh, the canned oh. goods were fine and they weren't expired. They just were in Arabic. Anyway, so. Yeah, yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I haven't been to those countries, but I'm interested. I'm interested. To go through their food. Right. Who doesn't want to see what they're canning? Um, what else? We're, well, we're, we're coming in. We're coming in. We're coming in hot. So we're doing, yeah, we're doing we're, pretty we got, good. Almost got an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I love, I love seeing these. The other thing I would, I, there's so many jo- uh, shows that I would like to see. Oh. Like, like say yes to the dress. And then the follow up, hey, whatever happened to that dress? <laughs> uh, I want to um, see that more than say yes to the dress because. Dress. Yes. Because who cares about the picture that, oh, they met here and it's really important. She wants an A-line mermaid. Okay, fine. Five grand. She picked the one. Everyone cried. What happens 10 years from now? Where is it? You know, I've, we've been is- married for almost 14 years or something like that. I bought, I have, we kept the dress because I was felt obligated to keep the dress. I gave it away immediately, but that is that is my mo. I give away everything. That, away. I, as soon as you're filling right. the in, I put it in the trash. Oh, that I have told that story too many times. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, you know what it is? It's shocking to people uh, because <laughs> they are shocked to find out Maria Bamford will throw away a notebook because you know you know that Mark Maron has every notebook since the eighties, and he's like well, he pictures he pictures posthumously someone culling through and finding all the genius, and. 
Um, I have kept most of mine, but some of them are just irritating. Because what I do is I, I before I throw before I put away a notebook, I usually transcribe what I think is the current set, and then okay. I and then I try to put pick a uh, and then I page through and I see whatever premises I have it worked on, and I put those hmm. in the first ten pages of the new notebook, which yeah, is that's great. A yeah, lot of work, but whatever. No, no, that's great. Um, but I love that you're just because when you told me that you did it, I was like, "What?" And you said, "Watch me do it right now." And you threw away one that wasn't even done. <laughs> you're like, "It's it's oh, a it's yeah. a because because it was just a CVS binder." Oh yeah, no, they're all there's. I get a five subject CVS. <laughs> I prefer red, but oh. sometimes I'll go for a purple or green. And then, yeah, I mean, I can't. Yeah, I can't. I don't want anyone to have some perceived job of like arc. My mom, my mom, this is so creepy. My mom <laughs> uh, has archived my stuff and my sister's stuff in archival paper as if, and I'm just like, who are you waiting to, you'll put this in the back of their car and have to drop it off at Goodwill. <laughs> drop it off now. Like, I, yeah, I don't, I feel like that whole thing of like, are you giving me this to throw out? Like, <laughs> I just, it just seems like it, I, whenever somebody talks about like cleaning out a dead relative stuff and I go, yeah, you just, maybe you want one thing. My, my husband's mom, she passed away mm -hmm. and all we wanted were, she had some torn out um, chest shots of mostly men in their 40s actors um so we took some of those shirtless, from people magazine shirtless yeah dudes a bit of a bit of a spank bank <laughs> for linda and then uh a praying bear that's it that's it and like <laughs> even though she had tons she had tons of collectibles and stuff but there's only so much you can take and it doesn't mean you don't love the person it just means no uh, you still have yeah. all the memories you know um for sure we have andy's have dad in uh some of his ashes are in shotgun shells um because oh. he uh he wanted them which was morbid but funny and i shot off in with a real shotgun first shotgun i've ever shot in my life i shot clyde up into the sky and um, nice. and then Andy kept a couple of different gauge uh, shotgun shells with his dad's ashes, and they're just on a shelf somewhere. See, now that's that's what you want to leave behind. Just a loud bang. <laughs> <laughs> right, or the books, his books that I wish to read. Like, like if he has stuff oh, sure. that, uh, you know, like if you have uh, cool... No, if they're good books, but like... Please do not book bomb those little libraries with your fucking <laughs> Dan Browns. I everyone I has curate my little library. You everyone I has do not all... have it stuffed to the brim with Dan Browns. Everybody's <laughs> trying to get rid of the Da Vinci Code. Eleven years later, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I yeah I can't read any more Dan Brown. It turns out he's Catholic. I don't know if you know that. Um, so. <laughs> Yeah, I know. See, some people love Dan Brown. I yes. just took for the whole book nook. No, right, right. It's uh, you have so you have one of those little libraries in front of the in front of your yeah, house. Yes, for sure, for sure. We we just got a a, um, a boatload of uh, Debbie McComers. Oh you know yeah, those ones. So it's, 
Those are kind of contemporary romance novels. Yeah. But they're also, they can sometimes be mysteries, sometimes be paranormal. Debbie McComer wow. uh, is uh, available to write whatever you might purchase. Uh, she's got she's got work to do. I know. I always thought that they were all sort of seaside oriented. Right. That's because I think she I lives by the sea. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's, uh, um. I have a, a, two stacks of romance novels that I was going to take to uh, the used bookstore to for the them to sell for three bucks because mm-hmm. I I will keep. A good romance novel. Essentially, there's a, a pile of them that are my own personal spank bank. Thanks for playing. And then, yes. um, and then there's a bunch of them that are actually better written than they needed to be, uh, and have kind of compelling narratives, stories that I like. And what was that? The one that you you showed me the picture of the other day. The oh, that was a bad one. That was that was, that was one that did one. not need okay. to be capped. But I'm rereading them because uh, I'm sure new romance novels are coming out. But uh, oh. I'm not making it to Target <laughs> to see. Yeah. Uh, though I did order three new ones. Essentially, this is where it's come to. I've had to look up romance novels, like what came out, and then yeah. sc- scroll through, find out, see if my favorite authors have put anything out. And then I found them on Amazon, and then I went over to The Ripped Bodice, which is a brick-and-mortar oh, romance novel yeah, store that nice. is closed right now in Culver City, and I just ordered them from there. I was like... You guys ship them to me when you can, you know, and yes. I got them within like a week and a half. We ordered, we just gave them a flat bunch of cash and t- had our used bookstore said, bring a box of them over. We'll hose them down. Oh, good. And uh, they just brought us a box of books when they uh, were bored and had nothing to do. Oh, you did um, sort of a swap? Yeah, just uh, yeah, we just sent them some money because then then we had them pick out whatever they thought we'd like. Oh, so nice. So now, uh, but, but it's all I, I like memoir and biography. Yeah, so you it's do. all that kind of stuff. Yes, what do you read right now? What do you read right now? Well, let's just say <laughs> she committed suicide at the age of forty-five, <laughs> and she's a photographer. Her name is escaping me. She died in the seventies. Oh wow! Uh, she did. She did the. A series of pictures of that the thing she's probably most famous for is um, people who are mentally retarded at the state hospital. Oh wow! Um, and yeah, did a lot of sort of outsider uh, photos. I'm not remembering her name right now, but it is very good. Then just finished um, uh, nonfiction about a family. I'm almost up for the the happy topics. A family of twelve, where six of the kids turned out to be schizophrenic. And uh, and how that happened you know, in Colorado. You're such That's a happy mean. person, and you genuinely are, Maria. I mean, you 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 cheer me up. You uh, uh, we are very good friends, and uh, uh, and I value your friendship. But here's <laughs> the sad sack of shit that you read is hilarious, and but I read it, such amazing crap sometimes, like this the the just the. Now I'm going to need to know that this misunderstanding is going to be resolved at the end of my romance novel and that these two are going to do it. And uh, so, cause some of that is happening too, but I also have, I have, you know, I have uh, some other, I have a, I have a nonfiction book that I, I'm scared to start cause it looks too dense. Cause it's a, it's a comparative history about Islam, Judaism and Christianity, but it looks interesting. It looks Ooh, like, is it, Go ahead. Is it called God? Uh, the something of God? or I think it's called Mr. Someone Nope. 
uh, Annika, uh, Salonica, whatever it's called, um, it is, it looks like it's written by someone who's more interesting. Like, you know, like one of those great history professors that you get sometimes in when you get a great teacher. Yes. yes. Who makes something that could be super dry interesting. But, yeah. Yeah, no, I got to, yeah, I read this book, The History of God, Ooh. and I went on a book club vacation about it in Canada, my favorite place, <laughs> in Toronto, with a bunch of women in their 80s, and my roommate said I was too loud, <laughs> and we talked for a week about this book, The History of God, and it was so deeply boring Ooh. that when I came home, I felt well-rested. <laughs> And refreshed. <laughs> that is a that is a very nice camping experience right there. <laughs> There's uh, nobody giving you any guff about how the how anything was created. Uh, <laughs> what? So you you finished the the twelve people who were schizophrenia, schizophrenic. Yeah, that, that's that, that was good. And, the memoir uh, of the was, woman who killed herself while she was trying to humanize yes, the mentally retarded. Me, retarded, yeah, and uh, other other different kind of outsiders yeah. who do um, sex clubs and stuff like that. And she just sounded like a very interesting lady. And now, I don't know. We don't know what will be next. Maybe Mary Cassatt. Somebody dropped a Mary Cassatt autobiography, which I appreciate. Shout out. Who is that? Thank you. <laughs> She's a painter, uh, I believe, from the 19th century, uh, who st started, it was one of the first women artists to go to school in Philadelphia at the Pennsylvania Academy of Fine Art. And they have a bunch of her paintings at the Norton Simon Museum. And she's a lady who did art uh, when it was, you know, it's never, well, it's, it hasn't been. It hasn't been easy since cave easy. days. So, since cave days. Yeah. Still a bit, a bit of a struggle. Right. Um, or, uh, I don't know, maybe I should, probably shouldn't say that. Los Angeles, everyone always says, says, I am now and always experienced life easily and effortlessly. Like, you never say anything's a struggle in Los Angeles. Namaste. Maria um, <laughs> Bamford, it has been an hour. You have yes! you've done some vital work for, I think, for all of us. Uh, we, we could go out, we could find reality TV shows in Canada yes. that uh, are cheerfully, we look at people's psychological issues and how yeah, they deal with them. it's very cheerful. Mm -hmm. It's cheerful and fun and, yeah, just like you know that everybody was on board for it. It's not unpleasant right uh, so uh yeah. I, I just want to do this which is um what's the twitter handle again is it maru bamfu at, at maria bamfu that's it and it will uh, be in the I notes do it, yeah and i'm doing sh shows uh every almost every day but not today right but uh but shows on the zoom if you're if you're bored if you're bored and you want to come and come, come and see the magic while you write mm -hmm. the new 45 because weakness mm -hmm. is the brand is out it's it's yes. it's everywhere you want to be, which is uh, online right now. Uh, Marie Bamford, thank you for doing the program. Thank and, you for having me on the program. And Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat, <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?